You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. You know, this year is all about seeing. Uh, I know it seems so simple, but uh, it was actually Pastor Eugene when he preached about seven months ago when he said, you know, 2020 is vision. You know, you got to have 2020 vision. Perfect vision is 2020. And uh, I don't know if he was aware of what he said, but he said, you know, 2020 is about, you know, having a perfect vision. And, and, and God really put something in my heart with regards to this year. And that is people really need to see. I, I just, I just, you know, even with our, our short altar time this morning, I just really sense some of us need to change our perspectives and we need to govern our perceptions. We need to do that. What that means is you need to move out of the things that, that, ha- that has bound you in your comfort. And that's not always necessarily a location, but it's an attitude. And uh, perception, whilst perspective is externally influenced, perception is internally influenced. Perspective is where you're at. Perception is how you see things. And you'll never see fully what God has for you if those two things are not in sync with the heart of God. So, so preview 2020, uh, I just, I forgot to take that but off. But vision 2020, rather, is about seeing. And to just give you a quick, you know, summary, Church One is a multicultural, multi-generational community of believers. United in the Christian faith and called as disciples to demonstrate God's generous love to the world. Together we are. This is who we are. This is our identity statement as a church. If someone were to ask you what kind of church you are, that's on the website. You can have a look at that. All right. If you're new here, if you've just been coming for a short time, this is really kind of defines who we are as a church. We love Jesus. We are disciples of Christ. We disciple others. And we come from everywhere. And we want to pass on a legacy to the next generation. That's really simply who we are as a church. And we're committed to that. Vision is something that we believe lasts from generation to generation. So God has really put in our hearts what vision and mission is. And that is to gather. That is to disciple. And to be missional. That will never change. And so today, Vision Sunday is not really about changing that or modifying that. But it's about reinforcing that with some of the goals that we have. But also addressing some of the needs that we've had in the past year that we need to move towards so that we can be the strong church that God called us to be for our community. So that really translates to something simple. We love God, we follow Jesus, and we make Him known. Those three things really equate to that simply. We gather because we love God. We disciple because we follow Jesus. And we make him known that is our mission. And I don't want to be program-minded or program-driven as a church. So in practical terms, that really operates and intersects to one another. What that means is that there are certain programs that we will do or certain goals that we will achieve that cover fellowship or gathering and discipling. 
And there are things that we do that will cover both outreach and, uh, you know, discipling and gathering and mission. So it's, they're not sort of compartmentalized so that, oh, this is about gathering, this is about this and that. It's, it's, a, it's about seeing this organic and dynamic vision operating in us as God's spirit leads us. Amen? Does that make sense? So you've got their gathering is about fellowship, discipling is about growth, and mission is about outreach. And, and as you know, one of our strong uh, arm for outreach, our strongest arm for outreach is 12 Basket led by Blake and the team there. Here's a couple of things I want to just uh, give to you as a quote. I actually quoted this. It's my quote. So I just didn't put my name. But God wants us to be able to see with supernatural eyes, to see how he sees us and what he sees in us. This is probably the single most powerful thing that you will have. It's not about having self-esteem or, 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 or self-confidence. Yes, that, but that comes from the right source. If your self-confidence comes from your skills and your talents, that will fail eventually. If it comes from your riches and your achievement, that will also fail eventually. But the real source for how you see life has to be through supernatural eyes. And it takes supernatural eyes. Because your natural vision will always cloud your supernatural awareness. Alright. What we see will influence our choices and ultimately shape our world. So think about how you're impacting your world today and what you're shaping today. Oftentimes, that is a result of the choices that you're making. You're making decisions. Whether you're making decisions or not making decisions, if you decide not to make decisions by default, you're still shaping your world. Amen. And how you see the world, how you see God sees you, determines the choices that you make. Because for a lot of us, there are many people that can make intentional choices, but for some people, they make choices reactively. They just react to their environment. They just react to their situation. That's not how God wants you to be. God wants you to govern and steward your life. Right? Life is not meant to control you. You're meant to control or probably a better word, steward what God has given you. And the greatest resource you have to steward is your time as well as your treasure. And I believe it begins by changing our perspectives and governing our perception. You know, how you see things. How do you see people? I, I struggle oftentimes with judgment. I don't know about you, but I can become judgmental of other people. Anybody here like that? No one here? Is it just me? I'm the only one with the hands up. So no one struggles with that sometimes. You know, as you see people, it's not hard to judge a book by its cover. I mean, over the years, I've learned to discern. And sometimes when I'm hurt by a circumstance, instead of discerning people, I judge people. And that's quite common to others. And so you need to govern that. And because if you don't govern that, you will begin to look at people from the perspective of their brokenness rather than the promise of God for their lives. You know, and, and I struggle with this from time to time. And, 
you know, we are the biggest culprit when it comes also to our family because we judge our family members much, much more harshly than we do with other people. So, so just a Holy Spirit note there for you guys. That's not in my notes. I just want to let you know, you know, just love your family. Amen? You can't choose them. You can love them. All right. Okay. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it, stand, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is about perspective and perception. If you're living in a desert, your perception is, my goodness, I have no hope. Hope is all gone. But God wants you to change your perception and also your perspective. He said, even if you're in the desert, God can make something out of nothing. Come on, are you hearing me? God can create something out of nothing. One word, one touch, one moment, one connection. That is all you need. You're not too far from your breakthrough, closer than you think. If you could see in the spiritual realm what God sees about your life, you're not going to give, you won't give up. Because you'll see much further than the pain that you're experiencing. So 2020 vision is about seeing, to see beyond our rea your realities into God's miraculous. Why? Because God wants us to see further, deeper, bigger, wider, clearer, and fuller. If you see Him, you will walk in Him. Amen. All right. So I'm going to give you three things this year that's really strong in my heart that the Holy Spirit has put upon me. And, and I sat with the board and, and put down a long list of goals that we need to achieve this year. So one of them is building or seeing strong godly families. Um, just recently, uh, one of my basketball idols, Kobe Bryant, passed away in a horrific helicopter crash. I'm sure you've heard that in the news I was broken hearted. Uh, I had such a heart for this man and how he loved his family. And there were three things that he's remembered for. Whenever he did speeches and, and, and whatnot, and, and as good as his basketball playing as one of the greatest that ever played a game and his influence. He left basketball and won an Oscar straight away when created a short film. He said this, love your family, love your team, and outwork everybody. And they call it the Mamba mentality, you know. If you know basketball, you know what I'm talking about. But I love that. It really spoke to my heart that he's known for that. He's known for loving his family. He's, you know, above all things. And, and I really believe that one thing that Satan wants to do is break families up. Because if he can break up your families, he can, he can weaken your resolve. And it can weaken your effectiveness. And I know we live in a broken world where we have people here that are... Uh, you know, have broken families that are separated or are divorced. And this is not a, a condemnation towards that. But what I'm saying is this year I really want us to focus as a ministry to help people to build strong, godly families. Amen? If you're newly married, hey, build your marriage strong. Amen? This is your opportunity to do that. So how, how are we going to do that? We are going to uh, 
we have nominated some marriage mentors this year. Not so much marriage counseling. I believe that marriage counseling are good if you're ready to change. But marriage mentors, people that will be with you, that will model good marriages and, and help you walk with you through some of the valleys that you might have to walk through in your life. We really want to do a marriage retreat this year as well. No kids allowed. And it's not a campsite. I'm thinking, you know, we could go to a resort somewhere. Yeah? How many of you would like to be part of that? And it's about building strong, godly marriages. All right? Cool? So we're, we're going to put a team together and organize that. And resorts are always available. So that will be fun. And, you know, financial mentoring, I really believe one thing that really breaks up families is their financial stewardship. And we, we want, we've got a couple of people in our church that are good with finances particularly and are experts in it. And if you need mentoring in your finance, they've said they will make themselves available. Not to give you financial advice. We are not going to give you advice on how to invest your money. We're going to show you how you can steward your money best for your family as according to the Word of God. Amen? Is that exciting? Cool. It's practical, right? Um, C, healthy, vibrant, fruitful disciples of Christ. We need that. There's a lot of followers of Jesus that are super spiritual but emotionally bankrupt. There are disciples of Christ that are theologically, you know, evolved and yet look like missing links when it comes to relationships with people. <laughs> right? They're, they're, you know, they're Neanderthals when it comes to having relationships. And so we want healthy, vibrant, fruitful disciples of Christ. How are we going to achieve that this year? The soap is the greatest tool that you have for your personal development as a disciple of Christ. Please, I don't want anyone in this church to ever come to me and say, how do I read my Bible? We have soap booklets. It is on the website. And if you're not reading your Bible, there is a Bible reading guide that's available at all levels of your faith. It gets you started. Right? Use it for yourself. But I want you to do also, and what will help you with this, is to gather with three or four people and discuss your journey together. Take some friends with you. If you haven't got any friends, we'll make one for you. Right? We'll find you one. And we'll connect you with other people so that you can just talk. James and I, you know, with a few men, every Tuesday morning, we read uh, a Bible verse or two from soap and we talk about life and we come out of that place energized and we can go back to our families and help our families. You know, it's so important. Peer mentoring is so important. Also, we are going to start Healing Room this year. If you're not familiar with that, you can Google what Healing Room is because I believe that we need to have a standardized way of helping people recover from a place of brokenness to a place of wholeness. And from our research, the healing room is probably the, the safest way to help people in a place where it's safe, it's spiritual. It's not counseling. It's actually praying 
with the Holy Spirit to help people recover from a place of pain, trauma, and brokenness. Amen? And so we're going to be doing that this year. Uh, Alan is uh, training in that. I know we got a few people here. So we're going to form a team around that that want to help people in recovery and wholeness. Amen? Is that exciting? Uh, leadership training, we really want to be intentional about this. So from time to time you hear about this, as well as internships. We want to really raise our young adults and our young people or those that have a heart for God this year to be intentionally connected to the ministry. Uh, those have a heart to do something for God in uh, the area of ministry, whether it's full-time or part-time. Uh, thirdly, we want to see a fresh move of the Spirit to revive His people. Can you say a revival? <laughs> that sounds like you really believe in that. Can you see, say revival? How many of you are familiar with what revival is? How many of you are not so sure what revival is? Right. Revival is a sovereign move of God on the earth where people have been crying out for a special move of God and where the church explodes within itself with signs, wonders, and miracles and an amazing awareness of the presence of God where everyone's kind of just blown. It's like a nuclear Holy Spirit blast. And people go out into, this, into their communities and people are touched by the amazing love presence of God in people's lives. I'll give you a story. In some of the early revivals, uh, Charles Finney would go into a, uh, into a, a train, uh, commuter train, and people would start breaking down in tears, crying because they feel the presence of God that he carries and they'll ask him to know Jesus. He hasn't even preached or shared the gospel. He, he became this firebrand of God wherever he went. You, you would go to 12 baskets and people would, go, would break down and pray to God even before you can say anything. That kind of stuff happens. That's revival. And it begins when God's people come together and say, we are going to be broken before God's presence. And we're going to live holy lives. And we're going to be the people that God's called us to be. And, and, and we're going to be conduits of His supernatural wherever we go. That is revival. It's not just about meetings. Amen. Is that exciting? That's exciting. So we want God to revive the church. All right. Uh, monthly prayer and worship starts this Wednesday. We want you to be part of that. Our call to prayer and fasting. So from time to time over the year, we're going to call the church to pray and fast. Everyone making room for the Holy Spirit in their own lives. I want you to start thinking about making room for God. I have a personal practice. If I'm going to preach for 30 minutes, I need to spend time double in God's presence before I do. That's my personal practice. If I'm going to preach, that's why I hate going to Asia and Africa because they want me to preach for three hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to spend overnight praying <laughs> to be able to give three hours. So you got to find some, your best practice for making room for the Spirit of God. Amen? All right. If you all do this, you know what? This place is going to explode. Woo! I think I'm the only one excited about that. Uh, sharing your faith. <laughs> I believe that revival cannot happen without sharing your faith. 
it goes hand in hand with that. Here's a good goal. 25 baptisms this year. Last year we reached close to 20. I believe for 15, we hit 17. How many of you to this year are going to commit themselves to baptize a person this year? Blake has already committed four this year. That pool at the church property is going to be baptized with four people from 12 baskets as the first ones this year. Amen. We got a few guys from the youth and the young adults that are going to be baptized this year. Man, we are going after this. Right? So I want you to be mindful. You don't need a baptismal service. You just need an ignited man and woman of God like Philip that would just pull by the river and baptize a eunuch. But now we have a pool. So call Alan in the office if you want to baptize somebody. We'll make it happen. Amen? Good stuff. All right. Good goal. Let me give you some goals that are really practical for our church this year. Are you doing okay so far? All right. Am I doing okay, Judy? Five minutes. Thank you. C1 Community Care we establishes. It is a not-for-profit, uh, tax-deductible company that 12 Baskets sits under. And we want to increase awareness of that for C1 Global. So what that means is that if you go on C1 globalcare.org, I think it is, uh, c1care.org, rather, you'll find that there is an automated donation there. Your donations are tax deductible. And, you know, maybe you, you can do th three, five dollars a month. It will make a difference in what we do in C1 Care for our community. So make that something that you could maybe think about this year. Amen? It's, it's the price of coffee. You know? Stop drinking coffee. Stop buying coffee and give it to a good cause. You know, I know some people buy Coke every day, can of Coke, and it's just like, you know, why don't you stop doing that and be healthier and give it away? That would be cool. All right. So we'll increase awareness to that. The other goal is to, this is really just practical. We want a 10% increase, increase in our giving. Uh, over the years, we have seen a 30% decrease in our giving. Uh, we're starting to come up a little bit now, but we want to see 10 increase giving. Now, I can't legislate that. I can't force you, but I'm believing for that. I'm believing that God is going to increase your life at least, your finances by at least 10% this year. Oh, come on, somebody. If I can believe that, I can believe that you're going to give 10% more. Amen? I'm not saying to double your tithe, but I'm, I'm believing for this. And I'm not, I want you to pray about it, okay? And I want you to believe with it and be practical about it. Ministry offers support. We're going to need your help in, in our ministry administration. Please think about that. We're believing for a youth pastor this year. We've got a group that are really, can we give our youth committee a hand? Because, you know, they're doing a great job. And, but we want a youth pastor that, you know, that's wild and that's... Uh, crazy for Jesus that will drag our kids in the uncharted places of discipleship. Amen? You know, someone who's not safe, but safe as far as OHS is concerned, but not safe in faith. All right? Amen? We need more workers and volunteers. We need more singers and more musicians, right? Yeah? 
Yeah? Yeah, so there, we need more people to help everywhere. Bumping crews. We need more people to help here in the morning. I help the guys. I set up chairs in the morning with the guys. You know, we need you guys to just turn up and help us out. There's so many things to do as a church. So, uh, and we're going to extend our offices in the church property to allow for a healing room there. As it is, we need extra room for the healing room. So I'm hoping that by June, we'll be able to do this. Now, here's a cool thing. Uh, can I announce that someone has helped, has actually offered to build it for us for materials only. So we only need to raise the material cost for this. And we are going to do this. Say it with me. We're going to do this. Here's a call to action, guys. Volunteer. Come on, get your hands to the plow. All right, this year. The more active you are, the more blessed you are. You won't stagnate. But we are going to do a miracle vision offering this year to cover our cost to see this vision get traction. And part of that, so February, March, we're going to be talking about what the numbers are. And I want you to pray and pray. By the end of March, we're going to do a celebration giving. And we're going to say, this is for the vision in 2020. Is that cool? This is not your tithes and offering. This is separate. All right. I know that you can rise up to this as a church. Together we can. Because together we are. So together we will see God display his power and his glory in 2020. Amen. Let's see clearly. I think it's going to be an amazing year. I'm really excited. Well, bless you guys. Thank you. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au and be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.